0: It is the earthquaking, pillar shaking podcast listening. Leader of the Meat Pop Express, Big Trouble, Ben Bishop. And get ready to get ready, folks, because you are tuned in to the fastest growing professional wrestling podcast in the world the Three Count Podcast. Ladies
1: and gentlemen, my name is Chaz Evans, and you are listening to this edition of The
0: Trigger.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Chaz Evans, and you are now listening to the three-count. Let's go down the roster. Introducing first, so we're coming in, weighing in, at a 215-pound from Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, he is Cliff Red Dog Miller!
2: Oh, Yeah, new catchphrase! Yeah, that's
1: it. And missing in action. He was here earlier, but hey, sometimes you got to get your car fixed. He is your 44 time intercontinental black man. You know who he is. You better hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your sister too, because he's coming for all them next. He booked himself to go over, and he also booked himself not to be on the show this. Episode. He is the world's heavyweight National Wrestling Alliance champion, Chris Idol. Always
0: happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and introducing next, uh, weighing in at a one hundred and fifty-seven pounds. That's not my weight. He hails from Randallstown, Maryland. He is known as the Napster. Don't call him little because he's legal now. My brother, JJ.
0: i like to thank the sidewalks for keeping me off the street. Terrible times. idle. good luck with your car and Rona. It's sad out here and uh, wash your hands. Bastards.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the three count special edition. And I guess you call it special. Um, Let's get down to some intro, uh some announcements. So, if you have not listened to the latest episode of Now Entering the Ring featuring the postman, Bam, Bam Williams, then you need to stop, pause, go back to our episode list, and listen to that first, and then come back and listen to this episode. Um, Bam was on the show last week, and, um, well, it was just... <laughs> You got to listen to it. That's all I can say. I can't put over uh, VAM any more than just say, go listen to that episode. Also, some more announcements. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to support the 3 Count Podcast, then we got some good news for you. Ladies and gentlemen, the 3 Count Podcast now has merch. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to go get the latest gear, Featuring the three-count podcast, go to Pro Wrestling Tees and forward slash the three-count process, ProWrestlingTees.com slash T-H-E, the number three, C-O-U-N-T-P-O-D, and pick yourself up a three-count podcast shirt. If you do, definitely, definitely tag us and in on our social media so we can repost it. We want to thank everybody for your support. Let's go down to the NXT, AEW, uh, what, what do we call this segment? I guess the head-to-head competition. I don't know. We got to figure out a name. The
0: Ratings War. war. <laughs> Ratings War. There it
1: is. Ratings <laughs> War. All right. All right, guys. So AEW came in this week with a whopping 701,000 viewers, while NXT barely made 600. And they came in at a 592,000 viewers for the week. So if you're keeping count, because we are, uh, AEW's, uh, winning streak, uh, right now is at four, but overall it's a 27 versus five. Being a, so that being said, AEW takes the W again. And uh moving on to some more uh uh sadder news. Um this week in wrestling was a very very uh tragic week for the wrestling world. We lost two um wrestlers this week. Uh Shad Gaspard known as the uh one member of Crime Time um passed away uh this week and uh just recently I think as of last night or um of this recording, this is being recorded on Saturday, the 23rd, um, Hanukkah uh, from out of stardom had uh, passed away as well. So um, right here on the Three Count Podcast, we want to uh, send our thoughts and our prayers to uh, both families. And um, we're going to also have a moment of silence for uh, these two uh, wrestlers. Guys, so let's get down to business.
2: Yeah, so let's get into this first topic, right? Um, so as you mentioned, uh, Kimura, Hana Kimura from Sardom uh, passed away, and it wasn't um, – Tragic circumstances like Shad Gasper, which our hearts are like, you know, just like Chad said, our hearts are with Chad Gasper, uh, passed away, um, after being pulled under by a riptide, uh, saved his 10 year old son, um, and we just understand, like, the kind of person that Shad was just in general, just like a great overall individual. Um, uh, Hannah Kamora on the other hand though, came from a, a weird situation, right? So apparently from what I understand, right, there was a Netflix documentary, like T V show that she had, and um it something about her uniform got washed incorrectly and it shrunk and then producers made her seem like she was much worse of a person than what she was. Now, from people like Kyrie Sang, from people like um there's a whole bunch of a bunch of other wrestlers out of Japan either Sure, I've one of them as well. Um, they talked about how much a great person Hana Kimura was, but when this episode on Netflix debuted, a lot of people started bullying um, Hana Kimura to the point where Hana actually committed suicide. Right. So our topic today is like cyberbullying. Right. It's not really much of a topic because we're all going to agree on this. Right. Just to what extent it's going to be, and um, just kind of give your thoughts about what you think. About this whole the whole pro the whole thing that happened, you know. So, um, I guess I kind of want to go first because I legitimately like have a huge fucking problem with this, and it's going to start with if you really think that you have to go out of your way to bully somebody that you don't know, you don't have any connection to aside from the fact that you saw them on fucking TV maybe a handful of times, and you think it's uh, it's right for you to go on your fucking favorite. Social media platform, whatever it is, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pornhub, I don't give a fuck, and disrespect that person so much to the point that they fucking take their lives just to make yourself feel good. You're the fucking lowest scum of the goddamn earth. You really are. I'm a product of being bullied in high school and in college and fucking elementary school. For God's sakes. For some of you guys who may just try to figure it out, my real name is fucking Clifford, okay? Yeah, there's no getting around that. Like, the Big Red Dog is the thing I got stuck with my whole life and got made fun of. And for all you fucking people out there who think that it's so cool to go out there and be like, yeah, check out what I said to this person. You're a piece of scum. This is what you get, blah, 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 blah. You're some fucking trash. And I just mean that in general for people, right? It doesn't matter if it's in the wrestling community, fucking movie community. It doesn't matter where it comes from. Anybody who thinks that cyberbullying is, like, the way to go... You are the fucking problem with this fucking earth. You are the type of person that I wish that coronavirus would have got a hold of and took and out. Because you think that you're so cool and edgy by saying the fucking things that's on your mind. Twitter has given us this platform that we can say whatever we want with no repercussions to our actions but what we don't realize is those repercussions do come it's just the butterfly effect sure maybe you fucking did the wing, you or that butterfly you flapped your wings and then you caused a fucking hurricane or some shit that happened to fucking japan because to be 22 years old and to think people hate me so much that they would rather see me dead than alive is beyond me okay and it doesn't matter Whatever age you were, if you're over the age of 22 and you decided to tweet this young lady to the point where you thought your hatred was going to be like just whatever, and she ended up committing suicide, you are part of the fucking problem. We were all that age at one time. Fucking JJ right here, he's fucking – he's 18. He will hit that age. To think that you need to put your opinion out there so much that this girl ends up taking her life, you should be held accountable for that shit as well. I just find it to be so disrespectful that someone like her, a beautiful spirit like her, just thinks that that's it. And it, it's, it's not even like just that, right? Cause the rest of the community, we're, we're a toxic community, right? If we don't like something, we will blast everybody in a way. And thank God Vince McMahon doesn't read his own fucking Twitter. Like, for real. Because fucking Vince would have probably been dead probably 30 fucking years ago if that shit would have been the case. Looking at somebody like, it's just, just think about it, right, because, like, in the Star Wars community, the Star Wars fans literally bullied somebody so bad that she quit Twitter. She quit social media because she couldn't take it because of the mental stress that it was putting her under, right? And Tran was amazing in that movie. I don't care what you guys fucking say. I don't care if you don't like The Last Jedi. I don't give a fuck, okay? It's just the fact that you think that you're so edgy and so cool to, like, go out there and just, like, disrespect somebody like that. Sure, you have an opinion, right, and you can voice that opinion go right the fuck ahead but then there's those scumbag people out there who like earlier today i just saw it on fucking twitter sean Rass, uh, sean ross sap sorry sean went out there and put it out there this guy had an account right it had uh it said 2020 right or my plans and it was uh hana kimura and then the next thing it was her reading all the negativity coming out and it said what had really happened like we know what the fuck happened to her okay And for you to be the – got to be the first one to put this joke out there is so cool. And you justified it by saying I was being bullied too because I didn't have any muscles, so I quit wrestling. So you thought that your instance, the one thing that you needed to do was go out of your fucking way and put up a, a meme about it, about her, about someone who just passed away less than 12 hours ago. That's fucking low. And that's the type of people that we have to deal with all the fucking time. You think you're cool, but you're not. You need to fucking knock it off, okay? Be respectful to those people, okay? They work hard for you. You can hate that person. That's so what? People don't like Joey Ryan because he does a dick flip. But to, to go out there and bully that man would be fucking ridiculous. You don't fucking like someone like some people out there don't like John Cena. And they go out there and they say blasphemy shit to him. And it's a good thing that he really just doesn't care about looking at Twitter. But you have got to be fucking kidding me, man. Like, to know that someone ended their life because of things that people were saying is just crazy, man. We... We used to live in this world where sticks and stones – right, we used to say sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. But the problem is is that we have those words, man, and we utilize all this crazy shit. And we say all this crazy shit to someone to the point where they break mentally and they think the only way they escape is through death. That's insane to me. Okay, I've traveled down those roads. I've been where you guys have been. But Jesus, man, to think that that's cool, it is not. It will never be cool. So – Grow the fuck up. Understand that this is a person, and the characters are playing on TV. It's not who they are. All of you out there are thinking about how cool Chris Jericho was, but years ago, you couldn't fucking stand him. You couldn't stand people like fucking Hulk Hogan when he turned Hollywood Hogan. So you threw out all this hate. Thank God Twitter wasn't around in the 90s. For fuck's sake, you all would have fucking lost your mind. Everybody would have lost their mind. And people were in the 2000s. Jeez, man. To think about what you guys would have tweeted to Trish Stratus for barking on her knees like a dog to Vince McMahon, I could not imagine what the fuck you guys would have done. So please, please, before you fucking think, is this something I should tweet, think to yourself this. Is this something that my grandmother would approve? Because I guarantee some of you are so disrespectful, you don't give a fuck what your mom thinks, but you care what your grandmother thinks. So you think about that before you fucking start deciding that you're going to put this kind of shit out because what your resume says about you on social media is what it says really about you, okay? There's a guy out there. His, he runs the college – or he's a college football coach for the Nebraska Cornhuskers, okay? He literally tells people, give me your Twitter hand. Let me see your social media accounts. Because he understands that what you put on social media is a resume of who you are, and if you want to be that much of a trash-ass person, that you want to go out there and disrespect someone and tell them you should be dead and then they die, you should be held accountable for that. So fuck all of you who think that was so cool to tweet out at Hannah Komura and watch what happened to her.
1: Go ahead, JJ.
0: Um, uh, I don't uh, so, um, cyberbullying is not fun, it's not a fun thing to do. Um, cyberbullying, I don't think people realize the repercussions of what they say and sometimes i think people do take it way too far and i do think there are like you know there are people that are scum of the scum um damn i don't even know where i'm getting with this this is this is kind of a rough topic to talk about because someone lost their life but to people that were making memes about you know people dying there they are the scum of the scum I, I remember when uh when Kobe passed away. There was this one meme that started coming out. It had GTA 5, and it had the helicopter just going beep 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 and boom, and then yeah, you know you know you know what I'm talking about. And um, you know, it was not like it was like less than like twelve like like twelve hours after he died, and they just started making memes. Because I think the problem with social media is people. They do anything for clout. Um, good, good or bad, people on social media want recognition. What, like they they don't care what how it's done. They don't care about whose feelings they hurt. They just care about clout. Oh look, I just got a thousand retweets or reposts on this. Maybe if I keep doing this, I can get more recognition. And you know, it I don't, it's it it sucks. It and it shouldn't be taken with like a grain of salt or maybe it shouldn't you, you know, like, oh my god, somebody just died. I'm just gonna be a fucking scum and be like, Oh, let's see if I get some glass and oh look at this person just died, <laughs> like it's not funny. Um but um I think like Cliff said we should probably what we need to do is think about our repercussions of our actions because what social media does is even like for football i know like all college coaches college coaches they all look at social media even for job interviews they'll ask for your your social media because what you put out not only represents you but it also will represent that company or whatever and they don't want scumbags on their company so yeah i mean People need to really think about what they say on social media because, at the end of the day, people are human, and I think people need to realize, like, the difference between real and fake. Like, Kelly, uh, Kelly Marie Tram, when she was on Star Wars, like, the bashing because Rose Tico, even though she wasn't a really, like, as a character, wasn't good, you shouldn't bash the actor who basic or actress that basically just did what the script told them to do. And you know, um, we should really think about what we say because people are people, and it should have never gotten to the point where she thought she should have committed suicide. But yeah, we need we need to really think about what we say. And yeah, I I I I don't know what to say because Cliff, you hit all the bullets like. Like you just like bam bam bam. It's oh uh, yeah. Just why can't we be nice? Th- that's 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 how I'm gonna end it. Why just why can't we be nice?
1: Alright, so um this morning, um I was recording um, on my Instagram, I uh I posted something. And it was just my it's my, my real first initial thoughts um after because I think I saw it I think I saw it last night if I'm not mistaken. And I got to have time to sleep on it and whatnot. And I, I wanna I wanna read I wanna read it so you know it did so it you know it gets out for those that don't follow me on social media. Um I posted this and I said for all you pieces of shit that like to talk big and bad on social media to people, guess what? That is that's called cyberbullying. Whether you think you're being a bully or not, even if it like Cliff said if it's your opinion, it's cyberbullying. And we lost Adult Wrestler because of it. And it makes me sick that there is still, people have no idea, the effects and what cyberbullying does to people. And, like, she, said, she was only 21, 21, 22. She's, she's, she's legitimately, to a, like, a year or two younger than me. Her career hadn't even really gotten started yet. Who could have known what that what she could have done In the future as a star. But now we will never get the chance to see that because of assholes who just took it upon themselves to go say whatever the hell they want. And the thing is that I think and piggyback off what you said, Josh, was. Our culture now has gotten so obsessed with getting viral, with going viral. That's, that's the trend now that's what social media has gotten if everyone wants to go viral whether it be you know to be to be funny to be informative or whether it is to be just a piece of shit and it's 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 absolutely sickening at the fact that there are that that, that people can had just have the heart and have the guts to say this because i bet you 50 million dollars that Half of the people that talk so much trash on social media would not even dare to say it in that person's face. Mm -hmm. Nope. Wouldn't even dare say it. And I think that's the the problem. Everyone has, everyone got a big, big pair of balls behind the screen. And I've said that for years. I said everybody got a big, got big cojones when when they're talking back and forth behind the screen. But when you're stepping in front there, you're mute as a mouse. And it's it's sickening, and it it it, it literally makes my skin skin crawl. I was talking to a friend about it earlier, and I'm just I'm just so mad with the world right now, just because of the fact that it 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 it, it came to that. Like she took her life because of people that she don't even know. She didn't probably didn't know at least ninety nine point nine percent of the people that were that were saying all those things to her. But it got to her that much that it, that it cost her, that it cost her life. And it's, it's just, it it, 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 makes me mad. It makes me just, I, 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 I don't, I have no, 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 no respect. I have no, no, eh, no remorse for any person that, that wants to, that, that does that on social media. Whether you think it's cyberbullying or not, it's, it's just, it's not okay. It's, it's not okay. And, um, I agree with Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss said something earlier today saying that, like you said, Cliff, if you, you know, people who cyber bully you need to have repercussions taken point blank. You need to suffer the consequences. And that, I think that and that's, that's my stance. And I, because this, this is sad. It, it's absolutely fucking sad that in, in 2020, we are still dealing with cyberbullying as an issue with grown adults.
2: I, I won't even that's the biggest part, that you and I it,
1: it's just it's, it's adults, and and I and I, I don't want to say I I don't want to say that I understand with teenagers as far as that with the thing with cyberbullying. I want not say I understand. I guess it's more along the lines of whereas it's you know that it's a, it's okay. I, and it's not, it's, it's not acceptable either way, but I i would feel less pissed off, like a small bit, if, if we're talking about teenagers. But we're talking about grown adults, grown adults who have the mental capacity to know what is right and what is wrong, doing this. And like you said, Cliff, like people over the age of 22 out here talk, like, what? How old are you? How old are you? And I think I that's just my I think that what really gets me that these are grown these are grown people adults doing this cyberbullying and it's not sixteen year old I think that's what disappoints me the most that if I can get my words all uh, right it disappoints me the most that the fact that it's adults
2: yeah that's that's like that's the thing man and and when you go back and you read like Kairi Saint's tweets, man, where she's just like, I immediately knew something was wrong. Io and I reached out to a bunch of our, you know, they listed their friends at Stardom to reach out, but it wasn't soon. It wasn't soon enough. It was like midnight her time on the East Coast over here with us. When she realized how crazy the tweet was, that was going on in Japan, or was it? No, it was like midnight their time, and it was like six six p.m. our time when she realized that something wasn't right. Or it was like six a.m. our time when she realized something wasn't right. And then she just reached out to her friends and was like, immediately reached out to her friends and was like, hey, you need to go find out what's going on. Immediately. And she was trying to do the best that she could from what position she had. It just upsets me because we – I cannot harp on this enough, right? If you are over the age of 21, if you are legally able to drink in the United States or in any country and you decide that it's so important for you to say these 250 characters to this one person, then you really need to look at your life and realize what the fuck is wrong with you. Like, yes, I get it, right? It's it's 2020. We shouldn't have to be dealing with these issues. Obviously, in the United States, we have bigger issues, right? We can't even get past, let alone cyberbullying. We can't get past any other thing, man. Misogyny, racism, fucking, we can't get past any of that shit, but at some point in time, we had to take accountability for our own actions, and we have to look back and say, man, this would be fucked up. If anybody else read this, this would be fucked up, right? Like we have the stupid kids in fucking Georgia who thought they were so cool on TikTok when they were like how to make a black person, and they were like, yeah, hey, we're going to drop N-bombs and say whatever the fuck we want. And they didn't think they were going to get any repercussions, and guess what happened? All the repercussions came. And just know that when – your tweets are found. Because not if, when, you will be put on blast like everybody else. And you will see the world will turn on you. And then what are you going to do? Because your shield won't be there anymore. We will find you. We will call you out. And you're going to deal with all those things that, that she had to deal with. Kimura never had to be pushed this far. This insane. Because again. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, 10 out of 10 people, if you met Hanakamura, and you walked up to her, none of you bitches would have gone, you fucking suck. You would have said, can I get a picture? Can I get an autograph? Let me buy one of your t-shirts. That's what you fuckers would have done. And then you would have gone on Twitter and been like, look, I took pictures with the bitch. No, it's what you guys would have done. But every one of you to her face would have been super nice. Cause I guarantee you, I guarantee you, ninety five percent of fans out there, had they walked up to someone like Vader or The Big Show, or Mark Henry, none of you bitches would have been like, you fucking suck, dude. None of you would have the balls to say it, and none of you have the balls to tweet it to them, but you'll have the balls to tweet it to a twenty two year old Japanese girl. That's where you really have to look at yourself in life and say, man, I'm. Some garbage because you are. Sorry, that's part two of my rant. It's all
1: no, it's and it, 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 it's it's all warranted. But let's move on, guys. Let's move on. So uh into some other uh news. We uh we gotta talk about the girl, the girl Shayna Baszler. Let's talk about my girl Shana. Who? Exactly. You know, that so, about me. Yeah, I know exactly I know. So Shayna Baszler uh, had a, you know, a lot of hype and uh, a lot of clout coming in on the main roster after uh, being called up from NXT. Uh, she won the uh, the Women's Royal Rumble and earned the right to face Becky Lynch at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship. Everyone thought that Becky was going to win. I mean, I'm not sorry. Was Becky showing. was going to lose. I'm sorry. They thought Becky was going to lose and Shayna would come become new Raw Women's Champion. That did not happen. So, what do we do? We fast forward to Money in the Bank. Shayna Baszler is the favorite to win, but that does not happen. Oscar wins and ultimately becoming the Raw Women's Champion uh, because Becky is pregnant and taking a leave of absence to go be a mama. So, with that being said, there's rumors going around that uh, Vince McMahon isn't a Shayna Baszler fan. So, the topic uh, for this is, has Shayna Baszler
2: fizzled out start with you uh cliff um has she fizzled out i mean i hope not but i feel like what we're seeing is that it's when when you get to nxt right you set the bomb in the barrel right and you worked yourself up and you worked yourself into this main main event picture and then when you get called up per se to one of the bigger shows I feel like that's what ends up happening again. You get pushed all the way to the bottom of the card and you gotta build yourself up. They start you to see if they can get the hype that you carried over from NXT to Raw, but then if you don't, then they just push you down at the, the bottom of the card and then they make you build yourself back up. And I think that's what we're seeing with Shayna. Has she fizzled out? I think she's fizzled out in the sense that obviously Vince wasn't a fan, right? Like we said. And uh, he was just like, well fuck it, we'll just make her build herself back up again. And it's fucked up because Elimination Chamber, man, she dominated that shit, and it was amazing. And to be honest, she should have won Money in a Bank. Like, I get Asuka, but now that Asuka's the face, there's no one, there's, there's no one really there for her to battle against, right? Shayna is there, obviously, and she's a heel. But if you knew, because they did, if you knew that Becky wasn't going to be able to defend her title anymore, then you should have had Shayna win because she was the hotter heel at the time. Sure, mm-hmm. Nia came back, and Nia was, like, destroying people left and right, but mm-hmm. ultimately, I mean, destroying people, like, literally destroying people, yeah. like, wrecking their face off the turnbuckles and shit. Um, You could have had Shayna win, and it had Shayna go on this crazy run, and then have Asuka ultimately be the one that knocks her off, because Becky's not coming back. Instead, what we got was Asuka's win- wins, and now there's not a real credible heel out there to knock her off because we kind of shit on Shayna a little bit. So I don't think her, I don't think she's really fizzled out. I think she'll she'll build back up and she'll become this hot heel again that she was in NXT. But it just, it's I don't know, man. I just think, uh, I don't want to say it's fizzled out yet. But if we do like Backlash and she doesn't really get on the card on Backlash, then obviously we know. At that point, that yeah, Vince isn't a fan, and we're probably gonna have to wait another year and a half before we see her rise to the top like uh, Oscar did.
0: Alrighty, um, <clears throat> keep this short and sweet. Yeah, Shayna has fizzled out. She's been dissolved. Thanos snapped her. No, Vince. Uh, snap, you know, snapped her. Dissolved. She said she didn't want to go, and she disappeared. Um, at Elimination Chamber when she dominated, like Cliff said, it was I just thought that it was just no way that Becky was gonna win, and then Becky wins by the Ultimate Finisher. The Roll Up wasn't the Roll Up. It is a Roll Up. Yes. yes, yes, it so, is the Ultimate Finish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting especially yeah. the Ultimate Finish, especially if it's a 24/7 uh, title match, or or Elias. Elias, that's his finisher
0: too. Bruh, Elias does win with a lot of roll-ups. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Yeah, I went off topic. <laughs> Made you think there a little bit. You did, you did. But, um, yeah, Um, I feel like the moment she lost a roll-up to Becky was when she just started losing. She just lost every momentum, all the momentum. It was just like, okay, well, you just dominated the entire elimination chamber, and you go down by a, a roll-up. It was like, okay, well, she's – I that's when I felt the hike train a little bit, and then she didn't win Money in the Bank like everybody thought she was, which I can actually understand why now considering the promo that happened with her and Oscar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I I can understand why now, like hindsight, right now. But yeah, she's she's dissolved. She's fizzled out. Um, push, live Morgan.
1: Yeah. No. Anyway. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take over. Uh, do I think Shayna Baszler Bas- Bas- fizzled out? I don't think she necessarily fizzled out. Um, do I think her light has been like her like her heat that that the little fire she had going has diminished a little bit? Um, Cause technically speaking, she has now had two opportunities at the Raw Women's Championship, being that she had uh, her opportunity at WrestleMania. And technically, at Money in the Bank, because the Money in the Bank match was technically for the Raw Championship, so she's technically had two opportunities, and she's failed. She's failed, like failed, failed. Yeah, so with that being said, there is, um, there's just there's, there's something that we we gotta we gotta figure out that. What are they going to do with Shayna? Because right now, like Cliff said, there is no credible heel for Oscar to go up against except for Nia Jax. And I do believe they're going to give Nia an, um, a crack at Oscar before they give Shayna a crack at Oscar.
0: Nia might kill Oscar. And
1: to be honest, it wouldn't shock me if they go with Nia becoming Raw Women's Champion. It wouldn't shock me because, I mean, hey, they'll that, that, give her some heat. She already is a heat magnet because people think she's unsafe, and we can talk about that another time. But I don't think she's completely fizzled out. And I, I, Cliff, you make a very good point, and I have to agree with you. The way that the main roster does the call-ups now is that they, you get all this hype, you know, from NXT, and they, 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 pretty much they throw you to the wolves. They see what happens because, you gotta remember, the audience between Raw and SmackDown is a different audience than NXT. Still. You know, it's not the same audience. So, they have to, so that main roster audience, even though they're all main roster technically speaking, that SmackDown Raw audience has got to get used to you and they, you have to get over with them. Before you get, you know, before anything else. And, I do believe they, they, they threw Shayna to the wolves. They did. Like you said, she was uh she was in the Royal Rumble. She lost. She was in the Elimination Chamber match and she dominated. Something that we've never seen in any Elimination Chamber match, men or women. She went to WrestleMania, dropped the ball. Money in the Bank, dropped the ball. So now it's what are we going to do? Because they got to fill something. Something's got to be that take the place of Becky. And that star power. Is it Oscar? I don't know. But with the, either way, Shayna Baszler, I don't think she spills it out. I just think that you know her her flame has just been you know diminished a little bit.
2: It's funny it. too, man, because because it's like you you've kind of crushed, you've, like you said, you've dimmed her light a lot, right? And then on the other side, like you can't build anybody credible up, right? Because as soon as somebody starts to build up a little bit of credibility, right? They mm-hmm. lose. So let's, you had the chance to build up Ruby Riot, right? Instead, instead of like giving her matches to keep building herself up, we just fed her to Charlotte. Uh, I don't know where Bianca Belair is because she got called up to the main roster. She's not around. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even at that, she beat Zelina Vega, but prior to being Vega, she lost to Charlotte, right? Before being called up. Then you have the, like you have this opportunity to build the women's division to be like a stacked roster. And like a couple of years ago, we talked about it, like the women's roster is what carried SmackDown and Raw. Like I would have put the women in every main event spot because they were just doing so great. But then fast forward a couple of years, now we're looking back and we're like, where is the women's roster at? Even though we know the women's roster is not deep, but it's got a lot of quality to it. You can't build up anybody quality in that division at all, right? Liv Morgan comes back. I, we don't even take her seriously. Carmella, we don't take her seriously. She's a former women's champion. We don't take her seriously. Uh, Becky was one person that we took seriously. Obviously, she's leaving. Naya, we know that she's a good wrestler. She's an okay wrestler, but she's like the main heat person. Kyrie sane she was a credible champion on NXT. Shayna Baszler, Oscar. Uh, and now Asuka is like one of two women to be a Grand Slam champion. Bailey. But who do we talk about? Charlotte. Charlotte's on all the shows. She crushes everybody. Sure, she lost to Bailey on SmackDown, but by heel tactics. But nonetheless. Finish. But nonetheless, like we we don't we don't take the women's like division seriously enough to build up stars. Like Where's the next – where is next Becky Lynch? It should have been – it's somewhere in that card, in that, in, that, in that women's division. It's somewhere in there. Now, I would like to believe that it is Bianca Belair because even when she was starting to build up – like, when I first saw her, I was like, I don't really know about her so much. But the more I watched her, the more she grew on me. And I'm I'm a little bit more from a casual – not quite like a hardcore fan, but not quite like a casual fan. I'm like somewhere in the middle. So if she's getting over with me, that means she's getting over with most of the casual audience members. And it's, like, so she's somewhere on there. You can start building her back up and getting her going. Shayna Baszler should have been someone that you could, like, legitimately, if you need someone to build up heat, she's the person that's perfect for that. She cuts good promos. Like, I just don't – she's a great talker. I don't know why you're not utilizing that. She can cut the promos. And then, like, when we look at um, – who else? Is it? Dana Brooke, who was, like, a consistent workhorse. She's not being utilized. And even when she does start to get like a little bit over, you make her into a comedy act because she grabbed the wrong briefcase in a money in the bank office room. Like, get the fuck out of here, man! I like, still,
1: I still believe she is the MVP of that match, though. I, yeah. That I, 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 you know, whether it was you know you know it was comedy, but I, I do think she's the MVP because she made that shit entertaining. Yeah, it
0: was it was funny. That so was- I, I got to
1: give my rose to uh fucking Dana Brooke for that. But I yeah I, I get what you're saying. They got there, there's so much there's so many people on that on that women's roster uh, on both ends, Raw and SmackDown that that can be used, you know. And it's I don't even, I don't know I, I, I don't know what they're thinking. You're right, I and mean, you no know, Sasha is a good one, you know that's a good one to use. Um and I, and I think that she I think Sasha is probably lined up to be the next SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, down the line, when they do pull the trigger on the Sasha and Bailey uh, feud, but, eh, it, 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 but it's it's it, it's a, it's 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 really it's it's interesting. It's really interesting because we don't know what they're about to do, because. It's like but void. I mean, like, yeah, it's like <clears throat> a void because when Becky Becky left, right? Because Becky was Becky's been on the tear for a year and a half. A year and a half. So yeah. And
0: well, year, yeah, actually, yeah, a year,
1: year and a half. half totally because SummerSlam was when she yeah. turned heel. You know? And she started the thing. Mean which, when well, everybody she, started liking her again. Well, yeah. Because they, they, yes. <laughs> when
0: she turned heel, everybody freaking cheered. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs>
1: Charlotte deserved that. But, um, so, she's been, she's had that, you know, she's carried this women's division, and I, I'll give credit to Ronda as well. They've carried it rhonda has gone. She's been gone for a year now. Now Becky's gone. The top three people, your top three stars, who were the main event of WrestleMania a couple of years, oh, how many are still left? One. One. And that's Charlotte. And what is Charlotte? Charlotte's on NXT. Charlotte's on everyone. She's on every show, actually. Well, yeah, because that stupid brand invitational bullcrap. But straight on the line, Charlotte is on NXT. And NXT don't need any. Body, as far as women. Because NXT does great with their women and their men. They know Triple H and what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> Thank
2: you, Paul. I, think, I was going to say, I think that's kind of like the... I don't want to say it's it's a direct... It's like a direct... like The reason why NXT isn't doing so well in the ratings Ward is because of Charlotte. That's not true. Right? Like, she's, she's trying to bring some credibility... Like They're trying to bring credibility to NXT, which that's not necessary because Rhea Ripley had already beaten Charlotte, and she beat Sasha, and she beat... Fucking Bailey. Like, she's already won. Like, she's already done those things. And she beat the man. Like, she is the next person that you're supposed to be like, hey, this is our champion. Bianca Belair could be a credible threat. Io Shirai could be a credible threat. Uh, as much as you don't like her, Candice LeRae could be a credible threat. <laughs> Dakota Kai is coming up from the, Dakota Kai is coming along. Tegan Knox is coming along. Like, you can name the women that are coming along for NXT and you're just like, yeah, these are women. So why is Charlotte there? You don't need her there. You need a new, you need a new heat magnet. So if Oscar's is going to be that person that's going to be like the big baby face, Charlotte should drop this title to an, an NXT in your house to whoever. I don't care. I I would rather see it on EO than I would rather see it on Rhea. But after that, she goes back to Raw and then she tries to help build up the women's brand. And like you have to have Charlotte lose to somebody on that brand to make everybody else. Just start building up the credibility back up charlotte can eat a couple pins and it'll be okay just because you saw the kevin owens effect a few years ago with john cena does not mean it's going to happen with everybody else okay and for some of you people out there who don't know what fuck i'm talking about okay the night that kevin owens made his debut with the nxt title to challenge john cena while he had the u.s championship okay he beat john cena on his first pay-per-view that night, John Cena's sales for his t-shirts dropped by 20%, and Kevin Owens went up by almost 40%, okay? So his sales numbers increased. That's building a fucking star right there. And instead of letting Kevin Owens get over in that fucking feud, what did we do? We let him lose to John Cena twice. Why? Because we didn't want to tarnish John Cena's image. He didn't, he doesn't even give a fuck. John Cena doesn't care. He legitimately tells people, hey, let's build up some new stars. Hey. I can't do this forever. Hey, I will do whatever the company asked me to do. We know how dominant he was for years. Kevin Owens was that person. He was that guy, and he's still that guy. So I'm trying to figure out, if Charlotte loses to anybody, whether that's Bianca Belair or Io Shirai or whoever, I don't care, it will put that person over. They will become a star, and you can start building the roster around them. And then if or when— uh Rhonda or becky come back guess what now you just have additional pieces you're end up having that stone cold and rock situation again where we have these two titans that are battling and these great support characters underneath like sean and triple h and diesel and fucking uh, undertaker that are help building up that roster too but you have to start somewhere and having charlotte run through the women's division is not the way
1: Uh our queen, Charlotte Flair
0: is the greatest. I'll, she will I'll. bury everyone.
1: <laughs> anyway, um I will I I'll say this and then we'll move on. This triple threat match, just my opinion, you take EO out and you put uh Bianca in. That should've that should have been the triple threat match we should have saw at WrestleMania, but I digress.
0: What's up 3 Count listeners? If this is your favorite podcast, I mean, of course it is, and you want to look super fly, but not like Jimmy, the 3 Count has new merch on ProWrestlingTees.com slash the 3 Pod. Remember the number 3. ProWrestlingTees.com slash the 3 Count Pod. The number 3. Make sure you use those sidewalks to keep off them streets. JJ out.
1: All right, we're gonna move on to our uh, last topic. So, um, Impact. We don't give Impact a lot of love here today. No, I said Impact. Global Force Wrestling. I said Impact.
0: Oh, that's what they're going with this time.
1: Uh, <laughs> anyway. So, uh, Impact Wrestling. Um, if you don't know, is um on a- Access TV. After Anthem Sports bought them, uh, gave them a the home now. So a- Impact's been on Access for uh for a while now. They're doing their thing. Now, uh, news has broke out. and It was announced that Access is adding a third hour of Impact Wrestling programming on Tuesday nights at 10 o'clock p.m. And the show's going to be called Impact in 60. And it's going to debut on June 2nd, which is uh, next week. And it's going to be a theme show. So they'll have a different, like, theme each week that highlights some of uh, Impact's history. So, which gives them you know, content to put out. Because, we let's remember, Impact had all the stars that we are mostly in WWE now, like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, also in AEW, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Gazarian. Even R-Truth, my guy, was in Impact. So they're going to use this show to pretty much build up, you know, not very much build, but show their old uh footage. The debate topic is this. Is this a good move for Impact to... Uh, have another show and just have it themed based off of their old content. JJ, you start this one off.
0: Yeah, put me on the spot. Alrighty. So at first, I was gonna be like, the dreaded three hours, you didn't made a mistake. You do not make wrestling shows Avengers Endgame time frame. <laughs> you just don't do it. It's, it's, it's a struggle. It's, 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 you know, that last hour you always lose the attention span, or well, at least mine. You know, but um, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily know per se if this is gonna be a good idea. You might have to just run with it and see how it goes. I mean, it's different, so I'll give them that. And since it's different, I'll be like, yeah, just go for it, see if it works. But I don't know if it's gonna work just because of you know that dreaded. Three hours, the attention span is not going to be there. My attention span is not going to be there. And I'm a commoner, so I can speak for the common folk. Our attention span is not going to be there. Unless something cool like Avengers Endgame.
2: I mean... I'm glad that Sinclair Broadcasting is trying to get back, like, back their wrestling show, but to say, "Hey, look at all the stars we had in the past," is not a good move at all. Like, if we look at, like, Fox's show, right? Was it? Um, I can't remember what WWE show is on uh, Fox Sports One.
0: Oh, backstage.
2: Yeah. That show, that show, like, is not pulling any viewers in. What, at most, 60,000? I think at the highest, it was, like, 125,000 when CM Punk, like, made his debut on the show. Like, come on, man. Like, that's not, it's, that's nothing. That's, that's great, okay, but I've seen YouTube channels turn out more people than, like, those kind of wrestling programs. I'm talking, like, dumb shows, like, I don't know, there's Trom Trom, or Trum Trum. Or Troom Troom. Sure, we'll call it that one. Um, I think my problem, though, is that this, it's, to go back and say, like, look at the characters that we had in the past and the great matches we had in the past, you, you're not doing anything to sway, sway that needle, right? Like, I'll give credit to, like, AEW, because they have AEW Dark, right? Now, granted, a lot of their newer talent on AEW Dark get crushed by, like, the main players of, like, AEW yeah, Dynamite. Like, well, really? Because I didn't know that uh, Havoc was in the Elite. But sure, we'll go with the elite. Um, but it's like it's like if you want to build these younger stars, right? These other people to be future stars, we have to build those guys up, right? And so AEW dark allows that to happen with some of their new their main roster guys to come in with the new talent or newer guys and just kind of like beat them up, but kind of like showcase them at the same time. Um, so I think like that's the way to do it. So for Impact if Impact wants you to invest in Impact and their future talent, then make a show about the future and not a, few, a show about the past. So to me I think I mean it's cool N60 N60 can talk about like hey look at the stuff that we did but I want to know about the stuff that you're going to do.
1: I'm glad you mentioned that you know I I think and I'm a, I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one because I think what this is is I think this is, this is a a strategy for them to uh get there um their Impact Plus subscribers up, because you got to remember, and like we said, Impact has had great stars in that in that past. And if this show is just basically highlighting that, I think what their ultimate goal is, is to get more people to subscribe to the to their streaming service, which you can get all the past things as well as some of the recent stuff. So. I I agree with you Cliff on the fact that if you, you know, that if you want to do make a good move, you focus on the talent that you have now. And Impact does have a lot of good talent, Chris Bay, uh fucking Willie Mack, like Tessa Blanchard. There is talent on that roster. So, Moose. Moose.
2: Moose. Yeah. Moose. Moose. Um
1: <laughs> I just believe that For the fan that liked the old Impact or the good things, let me say, the good things that the old Impact slash TNA did, this is the show for you. And if you hadn't already subscribed to their streaming service, this will give you more incentive to go do that. And I have, you know, the schedule pretty much for the next uh for for at least the month of june so in week one the theme of the first episode is going to be the tna asylum year showing matches from their early nashville uh pay-per-view shows then uh the june 9th show will be about the early years of the x division and we all know the x division and how much tna you know put the x division on the map and june 16th my birthday will be greatest world title matches ever so we'll see the greatest, you know, world title matches. And then the 23rd, which will be I think my honestly was one of my favorite TNA uh gimmicks is they're going to talk about the Aces and 8s gimmick, heel stable. And they will also air uh Mick Foley matches against Sting and Samoa Joe. So if you like some of that old stuff and you want to go relive it and you and if you don't have the streaming the streaming subs, uh service, go watch uh and 60. Because I do believe they're going to push their, um, I'm going to call it ESPN Plus, Impact Plus uh, streaming service on that show. They're going to plug it because that's where, that's why, you know, that's why, isn't that why pretty much people have a network? Anyway, the WWE Network, you know, besides for the, you know, the pay-per-views, you get to watch the old shit. And I think that's what, I think Impact is trying to do that same move and get more people on their streaming platform.
2: So in a sense, I think it's a good move for that reasoning alone. Do you think they're gonna stop like every like in between like com- before commercial breaks? They're gonna be like, "Hey, remember you can catch all this great content too on a subscription service," and like drive that point home like I WWE so. did. I think so. I do. You can think now so. get on WWE Network for nine ninety nine. Did you say nine ninety nine? I said nine ninety nine. I won't.
1: I don't think they'll be that campy though. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think they'll be that campy about it, but I do believe they will plug in that uh um impact plug. I do believe that. Subscribe. I and mean, if you
2: get If you get a couple like I don't know how many I don't know what their subscription based number is like to maintain like a profit because I know like Sinclair Broadcasting just feeds them money to help like build that brand up. Cuz I think and that's the one thing I I will give even though I don't really like Sinclair Broadcasting, I will give them credit they will like if they see something that's going to be successful they're going to push towards it right because they understand like WWE and AEW if you're drawing in like close to a million a million a week of just people watching the show they're going to they're going to want to invest in that too because they think they have the same kind of product which they do they have the roster to do it um it's just they got to kind of be put on a bigger platform and access tv i don't really know if that's that channel i think if you put it on CBS on a tuesday night like you might see something else off of that like a lot of people will be checking it out. Um, cause that would real. that
1: would be something if CBS on prime time on a Tuesday was showing wrestling That's Like, that's your, CBS, that's your air channel, man. You can get that on an antenna. Oh,
2: Well, remember, because they, they did. Be day. That'd, they that'd, did that'd have, be the day. <laughs> well, they did have MMA on there. They had Elite XC, and yeah. they did really well with Elite XC. It was just that... They built a whole roster, like with the idea that um, Kimbo Slice was going to carry that brand up to the point where Kimbo Slice got beat, and then they're like, "Oh well, now we can't really build Elite XC around Kimbo, right?" So they tried to do it against with Nate Nick Diaz, in which we saw Jake Shields and Mayhem Miller against a huge fight, and then CBS was like, "Nope, this is too bloody. We can't have this on our show." But now, with the way wrestling is is designed and the way that people are handled. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you want to compete, Access TV is not the way to do it. And if you want to drive impact sales, why not put a show? Like, like, let's be real. Let's see if you did um, a Saturday night where AEW and WWE aren't running a show and you said, hey, check out Impact on CBS at 8 o'clock at night. Suddenly, everybody's going to be like, huh? (laughs) Let me, let me go check this out. And you're going to see a huge spike. And subscribe. Even if you put on CBS's um, – I know CBS has, like, their own streaming platform. If you put on CBS's platform, people are going to go check it out. I just – I really think that if Sinclair was really going to be serious about it, that's what they would do. And they would be like, hey, we got a good product. We'll put behind it. And then we, if they can get to, eight, like, 700,000 well, – actually, you know what? To be honest, TNT projected AEW was going to draw around 250,000 viewers a week for every single show. And they, that was the expectation. And when they got close to a million, almost, like, you know, they're right around, like, 850,000 people, like, a week. Like, things changed. They're like, holy shit, like, we have a great product, but they still kept the numbers low. So I think if you were with Impact, if you, in CBS, you would say 150,000, 250,000 would probably be a good ball number, especially if you put on CBS, you're probably going to get that return and then some. And then you could sell more advertisement rights at a higher price and get more revenue for the product. So – I think uh, I think CBS, I think CBS should really get behind it, and I think a Tuesday night show for wrestling in that kind of world would be amazing.
1: I don't disagree with that. That'd be interesting, but CBS, I mean, hey, CBS,
2: CBS kids. I just think I just don't think N sixty. I just don't think N sixty is the way to go. Like I understand like the themes behind it, and I I, I do want to see the Aces and Eight One personally as well, but I just think that. You you gotta invest in the future and CBS, knowing what the product that they have, they could turn that over so quick. And I just I don't know what they're doing. So put some put some elbow grease in there because you don't have the Big Bang Theory anymore. Now you can't. Now that show's done. Split well, that, that shit good. right in there and just be like, oh, we're on CBS now.
1: Yeah, I mean they tried with Supergirl and that failed. Um, and that went they right. gave up. They, 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 they gave, gave up. up. I I, will, I I will agree with on that. They did give up on Supergirl, and um. But alrighty, so let's get to uh, some. Uh, if I had the pencil, so uh, this was added. This is a match that was added to uh, the Double Nothing card, which is tonight, which is Saturday, because that is what we are recording. So we have a match that we have to get our predictions for. Um, Idol's not here, so what I will do is I'll get his prediction and write it in, and we will see what happens. So, a uh, match that was added on uh, Dynamite. Sean Spears versus Dustin Rhodes. That match is happening as well. Um, Sean Spears called uh, Dustin Rhodes out, and we're going to get a match tonight. So, with that being said, if I have the pencil, let's go. Cliff, who you got? Sean Spears, Dustin Rhodes. I'm going to take Sean Spears. You got Sean Spears. Uh, JJ, who you got? Sean Spears, Dustin Rhodes. Mr. Royce. Mr. Royce. Wow. (laughs) Man, man. His name is Sean Spears.
0: (laughs) I I call, uh, Royce, uh, Miss Spears. I know you do, but... It's hilarious. You're
1: disrespectful. That is what you are. It's just a joke. I don't care. But anyway, um... I got to go I got to go with uh Dustin. Dustin lost to Lance and I think you know Dustin Dustin's a player. I sound like JR, jeez. Um <laughs> he's a player in AEW, and I um, I think what's going to happen is I think Dustin will get a win um, after losing to Lance cuz I do believe that Lance is going to win the uh TNT title tonight. So I'm going with Dustin. And I'll get what Idol says when I talk to him. All right, guys. So it is now time for the greatest segment in all of three-count podcast shows. It's time for the Red Dogs Power Rankings.
2: And like always, we just want to give our big shout-outs to Hollow Drive for Danger Zone. Uh, that cover is amazing. We keep saying that every week. I can't stop. not stop that song. So, let's get into our power rankings. Now, I will have to caveat about this, right? Because I did not watch NXT or Dynamite until Friday morning. So, we are recording this Saturday afternoon. So, I have a different perspective on everything. And then, that happened. And, uh, yeah. We'll talk about that. So let's start us off with uh, our – so I start my power rankings on the 20 – it'll be the 25th. So this technically will end on the 24th. So Sunday will be when I actually – I do the whole new week. So except this week because tonight is double or nothing. So (laughs) May 23rd will be the start of the new uh, cycle. Um, So let's get into number 10 with Mr. MJ. Uh, that was a good match that, that was a fair way to start this off number 9 uh, Matt Hardy uh, um, and also sadly, no, I know I don't talk about losers but um, Sammy Guevara you're a psycho for how you sell um, this was the fate <laughs> <laughs> just gotta put that out there number 8 speaking to people who cheat to win Bailey. Uh her match with Charlotte was really good So am calling her Carrie her is. name is Bailey. <laughs> number seven. We'll give it to the master of the three two one and then hit somebody with the boomstick, Drew McIntyre.
1: <laughs> I was definitely did not know where you were going with that. I was like, Master of the six one nine. I'm like, he's not on there. <laughs> <Who's
2: that
0: jumping laughs> up? Yeah.
2: Oh, Kazama. Uh number six, John Moxley. Um, to be fair though, uh I put this I could have moved this up higher, but I felt like the match was kind of slow for me, so I was like, alright, but it was still a good match. Number five, I will have to say I did enjoy this match. I will continue to enjoy this match if I go back and watch it. Uh Roderick Strong looked amazing in his uh his match. Which by the way, I did like the fact that they're doing a celebration on this week's NXT for Adam Cole for being the champion for one year and he just had to brag about it on the camera. I thought that was that was fun. Uh number four. El Hilo de Fantasma. Because that match was amazing. <laughs> number three. So this was a match, and I know you guys are going to laugh at me because we, because of the discussion that we had a few weeks ago about this. Uh, Drake Maverick makes this list. <laughs> Cause I was, oh yeah, 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 hold on, hold on. I don't want to trademark anything, but Drake Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ollie. Um, number two. Uh-huh. We have to give it up to the guy who got replaced in the ladder match uh, coming up for Double or Nothing. Ray Phoenix had an amazing match and then died on that final spot that he did after the match happened. So number one, and I think this is the first time ever that somebody on SmackDown has made the list, uh, the top list. So I have to give it up to AJ Styles. That's <laughs> my boy. It. Uh, you yeah, that match—it's
1: about goddamn time you put AJ Styles on number one on this
2: list. God dang it! <laughs> well, Just that match with Nakamura was phenomenal. It was. <laughs> it, was. it was. It was a good match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I saw, and the fact that they said they traded for him for players later to be named—I was like, dude, I'm telling you right now. Mandy and Tucker are getting traded to Raw. <laughs> like this is what's gonna happen.
1: So what is what's, what's gonna do with Otis and Mandy then? Oh no, they're
2: just gonna dead that storyline. <laughs> okay. No, they can't All right. do they, that.
1: I don't think they're gonna do that. They didn't put too much. They didn't put too much into that. They are already Trish Stratus in her up. Um. Yeah, nah, man. She looked I really good so.
2: in that denim shirt and denim shorts that she had. I was like, bro, I, did, I, I was, I think, and I mentioned Otis. This. Otis is too much of a blue collar guy to be like rubbing off like that on on Mandy. I was like, oh my god,
1: I'm telling Knock you. They, off. She looked like Trish Stratus that that on that with it. She looked just like Trish, the makeup and the hair. And I'm like, oh yeah, they're totally Trish Stratusing her up, which I don't have a problem with, by the way. Am I any uh hint of the imagination. I don't have a problem with that at all. But I was just like, oh it's, it's it's definitely apparent now. And I've been saying that since Mandy showed up. Right. With you know, with the whole God greatest creation gimmick and, you know, the slow motion and all that and the porn music. Yeah. <laughs> like I I said that from jump that they were making her the next Trish Stratus with the sex appeal and everything. But but um I don't have a problem with the power rating.
0: I do.
2: Oh. Okay. Um <clears throat> What's up, starter mustache? What's your what's your problem?
0: My problem was with number eight. It should be Karen. Oh
2: my, oh my God! <laughs> I'm
1: my back. All right, folks, uh, that's the power rankings. Uh, like I said, I don't have a problem with them, and uh, so yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a, a very very this has been an interesting episode of the free count. We started off. Uh, with some real uh, some real shit. Then we got into uh, some bullshit. <laughs> so um, I think this was a success episode. Uh, pray for uh, pray for the family of Shad Gaspard. Pray for the family of um, uh, Hannah Clara. Yeah, I couldn't get her name out. Pray for the family. And also, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not listened to. Three Count Podcast presents now into the ring, Van Williams, the postman. Go listen to that. Also, check out our Pro Wrestling Tees shop, all right? ProWrestlingTees.com slash the, T-H-E, three, the number three, count, C-O-U-N-T, pod, P-O-D, all one word, no caps no space. Yeah. ProWrestlingTees.com slash the three count pod. Please support the three count and uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us a five-star rating, give us a review, share to your friends, share to your mom, your dad, your aunt, your uncle, Grandpa Joe, Aunt Charlene, all that. Let them know about your favorite wrestling podcast, The Three Count.
2: Hey last thing though, um, before we actually get off the air, it is Memorial Day weekend, so please you know think about um well this while you're going out and you're grilling and you're enjoying your your three day weekend or four day weekend does't really matter if you're enjoying those remember those who sacrificed their lives uh, for 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 our country right um, we all regardless of where we are we're all we all believe in what we believe, and our country you know this is it's, even though we're having some hard times right now, right um all the soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, coast guard, even the new space force, whatever. Um, we want to thank all of our people who have fought for this country and have died, and um, we just want to show our appreciation and we love you guys.
1: You lost me at the space force. I <laughs> I want to join the space force. That's I, I was sweet. he had I was like oh yeah it does Memorial Day. You know, go ahead, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Cliff. And then he said, Space Force, and I lost my shit. But yes, uh, we here Three Count Podcast, uh, definitely, uh, thank everyone for their, uh, for their service who, uh, for our country. Um so on that note, my name is Chaz Evans. I'm here with The Red Dog. I'm also here with JJ and for Chris Idol, the ghost of Chris Idol. This has been another episode of The Three Count. We'll catch you next time.
2: Yo, 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 Chad Gaspar and JTG, it's prime time. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. You're bringing it, bringing it. yo. bringing it, bringing it. What's you
0: bringing it, bringing it. yo, bringing it. That's how they go. No more Hollywood. This is Hollywood.
1: And it's prime time. Be scared, you probably should. I come from the street. I was raised in the gutter. I run up on your mother for that bread and butter.